Welcome to you, wherever you're at, whomever you're with. We are so very glad that you are here with us for a few moments this weekend. Uh, uh, we are going to come to the end of the series that we've been in this month. We've called it At the Movies, and we're taking uh, both new and classic movies and uh, inviting God to speak to us through them. I think that's going to be easy for God to do with uh, the movie we've chosen for this weekend. Uh, it's not exactly uh, what you would call a box office, box office hit, uh, but it is a movie that uh, alludes to some amazing things that God has done uh, in our generation. Uh, the movie is called Jesus Revolution, and uh, it really uh, looks back uh, to a time in history when uh, God drew a lot of people to himself through the message of Christ, uh, and it's really based on uh, a true story, a true revolution that happened uh, in our country towards the end of the 1960s and into the early 1970s. Uh, just to look at some of the, the uh, main characters in this depiction of the Jesus Revolution, a guy named Chuck Smith, uh, he led a small church called Calvary Chapel in Costa Mesa, California. And uh, one of the young people who came to Christ through his ministry, a guy named Greg Laurie, uh, who went on uh, to himself uh, become a pastor of a church that, uh, and uh, really to lead a series of crusades that has brought thousands uh, to faith in Jesus Christ. And then a guy uh, who looked like Jesus, but not Jesus. Uh, he is one of uh, the young uh, hippies who came to faith uh, in Christ and had a profound influence on Chuck Smith and on Greg Laurie. And we'll hear a little bit about his story uh, as we look at uh, the Jesus Revolution. Well, uh, the Jesus Revolution was really uh, uh, built around a fresh and a simple proclamation of the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Truths like this were being proclaimed uh, in this tumultuous time in our country's history. Uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And, uh, you know, this simple invitation of Jesus uh, to look to him uh, for direction, uh, for enlightenment, and for life itself, uh, this other uh, statement, whoever believes in me that Jesus said is and is baptized will be saved. Whoever believes in me and follows through, uh, takes that step of faith towards God in me, will be saved. And then this, uh, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, the apostle Paul would write, because the gospel is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Well, uh, these truths, uh, as I said, were being proclaimed, uh, being shared uh, towards the end of the 1960s, and uh, a, a group of young people that were known as the hippies, you know, uh, the hippies had, uh, had really uh, kind of pushed against the establishment in the late 1960s and 70s, and uh, when these people... Uh, began to respond to the call of the gospel. Uh, as you can imagine, uh, they were not received well by the establishment. Uh, these uh, young folks who were searching for love and for peace and uh, in many ways in all the wrong places through love, through sex, through rock and roll. Uh, but when uh, they began to encounter 
the invitation of Jesus to find life in him, uh, there would begin to be a, a massive response. As you saw in this one photo, uh, they were responding to the good news of Jesus, and they were being baptized uh, in the waters of the Pacific Ocean, and it's really where the, the epicenter of the Jesus Revolution began. And uh, one of the, uh, the establishment, the status quo, uh, was a, a pastor of a small church in Costa Mesa, and uh, it was uh, Chuck Smith. And uh, as the story uh, unfolds in the movie, uh, this, there begins to be this uh, thunderclap, this clashing of uh, cultures, uh, the religious establishment, and uh, one of the characters that becomes prominent in the movie is Chuck's daughter, Jeanette, and uh, she has uh, pretty much had her fill of a uh, faith that talks a lot about love, but has very little experience of it, and uh, she's grown uh, quite tired of that expression of the Christian faith, and uh, these uh, dynamics kind of come to a head one evening in the Smith home uh, when Chuck and his wife are watching a news broadcast and uh, lo and behold, it turns to this massive influx of young people that are coming to faith in Christ and uh, they branded it in the news as uh, the Jesus Revolution. In fact, it showed up on Time Magazine. It was such a, a prominent move of God in our country. And uh, as uh, this family uh, discusses uh, this massive influx of hippies uh, into the faith, into the church, uh, there's a, a pretty major disagreement between uh, the Smith uh, parents and their daughter, Jeanette. And uh, this one scene, uh, she's about to leave the house, and uh, the mother asks a question that a lot of mothers were asking their young kids during this time period. Are you using drugs? And uh, Jeanette turns to her mom and dad, says, no, I'm not using drugs. Uh, but uh, she begins to speak about uh, the authenticity and the genuous, genuineness that she sees unfolding in these uh, the hippies responding to the message of the gospel. And uh, there's this classic interaction where Chuck says, well, maybe someday God will send me a hippie and I can ask him about uh, the genuineness of her faith, of, of their faith. Well, uh, in God's sovereignty, he does send a Chuck, a hippie, as the daughter Jeanette goes out. Uh, she meets uh, one of these young people who had come to Christ, the guy who looks like Jesus but is not, and uh, she gives him a ride. And she's so taken uh, by the authentic nature of his faith, his compassion for people, his love for God, that uh, she brings him home, <laughs> and uh, she introduces him. Uh, and this, again, true story here. Uh, she introduces this young man to her father, and uh, they uh, commence to have a conversation about the nature of faith, about the nature of people that God is calling to himself. And uh, this young man uh, mentions that it's his experience, his understanding of Jesus when he looked upon the crowds, uh, he didn't look upon them with disdain or disgust. In fact, as recorded in Matthew's gospel, when Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. Why? Because they were harassed. They were helpless. They were like sheep without a shepherd. And uh, 
you know, some of these uh, uh, perspectives uh, be kind of become uh, focal points uh, in the movie. Uh, this slide here uh, says, uh, but now uh, anyone can call upon the name of the Lord. And uh, how are they going to call upon Jesus if they haven't heard of him? How can they come to believe in him? And uh, as Paul would say in Romans, uh, how can they believe if they've not heard and uh, how can they hear unless someone tells them? And uh, so uh, this young man begins to impress uh, these truths upon Chuck Smith. And uh, lo and behold, uh, it's making a difference. Uh, he begins to think about, you know, what is the nature of the gospel? And who are the people God is calling to himself? Well, uh, it ends up uh, this young man uh, brings a group of his friends over to Chuck's house and, uh, you know, at first he's kind of repulsed. He's kind of taken back. It's like, how in the world can this be God? Uh, but as they begin to sing and express their love for Christ, uh, he's drawn into it. He's especially drawn into it when he looks at his daughter who's had her fill of lifeless religion and he sees a warmth, an attraction, an openness. And, uh, you know, uh, by the way, uh, this uh, faith, that is stirred in the hearts of generations uh, of children of uh, believing parents uh, it's not just sentimentality that uh, Jeanette's responding to here in fact research has shown that the homes that are most likely to pass on their faith to the next generation are those homes that live out biblical hospitality now, what's that uh, these are homes that are open uh, to the outcasts, to the rejects, to the outsiders, to people who live without faith in God, but that their homes become places of refuge. And uh, that's exactly uh, what Chuck experiences with his daughter as she is drawn uh, to this genuine faith. She sees in these other young people, well, the movie uh, kind of uh, moves forward in a major way, when Chuck decides uh, he's going to have these young people who are pretty good musicians, he's going to invite them to church. And in this scene, they're pretty much proclaiming their love for Christ uh, in this small church that Chuck leads. And uh, all of a sudden, the church is filled. But it's not filled with your usual clientele. Again, true story here. And now, now the seats are filling up. Uh, with these uh, young rebels who are hearing the message of Christ and being drawn to him. Well, as you might expect, uh, not everyone is completely happy about the new guests that are filling the church. And uh, this is the old guard, uh, those who uh, look with disdain. Uh, you know, how can this possibly be God? And uh, it's uh, interesting that the, the movie then brings out uh, this exact same reaction that uh, when Jesus uh, came up against, when he began to draw sinners, broken people uh, to himself, he began to befriend them, and hang out with them. We're told in uh, one of the Gospels, uh, when the Pharisees uh, and the teachers of the law uh, saw the kinds of people that were hanging out with Christ, they asked him the question, why do you eat and drink with such scum? with such unworthy people. And Jesus answered them um, that uh, healthy people don't need a doctor, but sick people do. 
Well, uh, that didn't exactly go over too well with the, uh, the long-timers and Chuck's little uh, conservative church in Costa Mesa. And so uh, they actually try to oppose it. They try to stand against uh, this welcoming that their lead pastor is uh, kind of swinging the doors open uh, to this uh, reprobate bunch. And uh, they have a meeting in the pastor's office. And uh, some of the, the standards <laughs> that are being violated in their minds, and, uh, in fact, in this one scene, uh, the one uh, camel-coated guy uh, says to uh, Chuck, you know, uh, they're women. Uh, they're coming to church in halter tops and bare feet. And, uh, and then this uh, rationale, their bare feet are ruining our new shag carpet. Well, uh, that, again, is a true story. And uh, Chuck's classic response was, well, uh, if their feet are ruining the carpet, uh, take the carpet out so that we're more comfortable with their uh, presence uh, in our congregation. Well, uh, Chuck uh, begins to reflect on some of the teaching uh, of Jesus about people in bare feet. In fact, he goes to the scene in John chapter 13 where it says uh, Jesus got up from the table, he took off his robes, put a towel around his waist, and uh, he began to wash the dirty feet of his disciples and uh, so uh, this next poignant scene in the movie uh, shows a long line of these young people, these hippies lining up to get into church. And Chuck is there uh, with, a, with a water pail, a water bucket, and a towel. And he's washing the feet of these young people as they enter in. A uh, classic scene. And uh, it leads uh, to this kind of uh, falling out between the established uh, religious, uh, you know, familiar folks and the newbies that are filling this church. And uh, in this scene, uh, Chuck reflects on a trip he had taken to New York City. He was in the harbor there at the, uh, you know, marveling at the Statue of Liberty. And he recalls those words, uh, bring me your poor, your tired, your huddled masses, those yearning to be free. And uh, he says, you know, uh, in essence, that's Christianity. That is the message that rang out from Jesus Christ. And uh, in this uh, picture you saw here, uh, Chuck is actually pointing at the door. And he says to all these new attenders, those doors are always open to you. And, uh, and then he makes this uh, rather uh, dividing comment. He says, uh, you know, if you don't like that, uh, the door is always open to you as well. It goes both ways. Well, uh, some of the old guard at that point, they've had enough. They've had their fill. And a few of them began to file out. There's the camel-coated guy. He's waiting for another one of his cronies to join him. Uh, but this gentleman uh, surprises everyone. And uh, as he stands up, uh, rather than exiting the back of the church, he crosses the aisle. He sits with these young folks and embraces them and says, well, let's get started. And it's a, it's a great invitation uh, to uh, be the church the way Jesus designed the church to be. And, uh, you know, I want to encourage you, uh, take a, a little time uh, over the next month, try to take in this movie, The Jesus Revolution. And uh, here are just a few of the takeaways uh, that, uh, as I reflect on this uh, 
true revolution that took place in our country. In fact, uh, I came to faith towards the tail end of that move of God. And uh, here are some of the takeaways. Uh, number one, the gospel, the good news that Jesus came to give us life for broken people is still and always will be the power of God for bringing salvation to everyone who believes. The good news that Jesus Christ died to make sinners acceptable to God is still and always will be the power of God for saving everyone who believes. I uh, recently watched a documentary uh, of the, uh, the growth of Christianity in China when it was largely uh, against the law to proclaim faith in Christ. So the church went underground and there was an explosion of faith as millions upon millions of Chinese people came to faith in Christ. And uh, as I watched this documentary, heard their stories, uh, one after another after another uh, said this, uh, someone told them, call out to Jesus to help you. Uh, they were struggling with depression. Uh, one man was suicidal and a friend encouraged him, call out to Jesus, he will save you. A marriage was on the brink. Uh, whatever disaster uh, people were facing, whatever hardship, someone uh, encouraged them to call on the name of Jesus and experience salvation. Uh, see, the gospel is the power of God for saving people. Uh, here's another truth that comes out of the movie. Uh, love, acceptance, and service to the outcast and the ostracized are still the marks of authentic faith. Uh, hear that again, love, acceptance, and service to the outcasts and to the ostracized are still the marks of authentic faith in Jesus Christ. In fact, uh, one of Jesus' teachings in the Sermon on the Mount is he said, look, when, when you're gathering folks in your home, when you're giving a feast, when you're giving a party, when you're putting your best foot out, don't just invite your friends or your relatives or rich people or people of uh, moral uh, superiority. Instead, he said, go out into the highways and the byways and invite the poor and the outcasts, and then you'll experience rewards from God who is in heaven. Uh, these are the marks of authentic faith in Jesus Christ. Well, here's another truth that uh, becomes clear in the movie. Many people will still prefer their religious routines over a radical and real, real response to Jesus. Uh, there are many, uh, they just want their religion the way they want it. They want their Christianity the way they've experienced it. And, uh, you know, Jesus said again, uh, this would be the case. In fact, uh, when he was accused of hanging out with uh, morally irresponsible people, he ended his response by saying this, look, when new wine comes, you can't put it into old wineskins. You can't shove it into old routines. In fact, he said this, no one after drinking old wine, in other words, they've done religion a certain way, and when this new wine of God's acceptance through the blood, the sacrifice, the forgiveness of Christ, when that message becomes uh, radically embodied and proclaimed and lived out. There are some who just, they want it the old way. They say the old 
is better. And you have to ask, well, what could be better about a, a, a stuffy, empty, lifeless way of doing religion? Well, apparently, uh, there's some benefits of uh, feeling uh, right with God at the expense of judging others. Uh, but Jesus said there's just something in us that is drawn to that. And once we experience it, it's hard to let go of it. And I would end with this, uh, kind of the final truth that comes out of a Chuck's experience uh, and his family uh, through this movie is that it is never uh, too late to be renewed or revitalized in our relationship with Jesus. It's never too late uh, to step into a new season in our response to him. In fact, Jesus himself said, a bruised reed I will not break, a smoldering wick I will not snuff out. Uh, he is uh, the Lord of new seasons. Uh, he can take uh, things that are tired, weary, and old, lifeless, revitalize them, and uh, bring us in to an entirely new season in our response to him. Toward that end, I'd like to invite you to uh, share a prayer with me Father, thank you for the reminder that you are God of mercy and compassion. Thank you for the reminder, the good news of Jesus Christ, that this is the power of God for bringing salvation to anyone who would believe, who would call upon his name. Maybe as you're hearing this message, you're prompted, you're thinking, you know, I need that. I need to call upon Jesus and experience salvation. Uh, maybe you're going through a, a dark time, difficult time, a depressing time, a lonely time, whatever it is. Those times can be springboards uh, as it was to an entire generation where we come to the end of our own efforts and realize uh, God has something uh, far better than anything we could achieve without him. Uh, Lord, we call upon your mercy. We call upon your forgiveness. We thank you for your promise that if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. Uh, maybe as you're hearing this message, you're thinking, you know, I'm kind of more like the, the tired, the old guard. <laughs> I've been around faith a long time and, and you would just acknowledge you need that revitalization, that refreshment. And know this, uh, Jesus wants nothing more than to bring uh, his newness uh, into your response to him. And we just thank you, Lord, uh, that uh, you are the one who makes all things new. We'll put our hope in you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen.